Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this Winter Bands webcast. There you go, I said it. With me, Scott Cass and Rennie, and him. Al Coates. Yeah. Sorry, it was just because I couldn't get the words out before we did it. Winter <laughs> Bands the, webcast. There's the Winter a, Bands th- webcast. That's a lot of W's. Yeah, it's a lot of W's. You'll need to lie down. You could do yourself oh, a mischief, a man. I, I am actually your delicate condition. Anyway. I am actually oh. lying down anyway, so yeah, we're all good. I'll do the half live. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it's lovely to see you. I feel like ages since we've had a proper natter after what was it? I have to apologise for the last podcast where some sort of Zoom shenanigans meant you were mm. left at the end of a very long tunnel. Yeah, and we don't know why. And no, it wasn't anything that you did. I don't think it probably was, but anyway. <clears throat> have you ever yeah. done that? Have you ever kind of gone, oh, I... I, 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 I Oh, did you remember there was that one guest where it, that was a rubbish interview and then we sort of slightly pretended that it was a technical problem? <laughs> oh, Al, you can't say these things out loud. Oh, my days. That's just, I can't everybody, believe I said everybody, that. I can't. Everybody who listens now who's been on has gone, what's that? Did, 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 uh, they'll get really panicked and paranoid. No, it'll be the person that didn't get on. They'll be able to really work it out really quickly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, Ox, awkward, awkward. Awkward. Anyway, we're not here to put ourselves no. into no, peril. no, 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 no. Um, or, or get ourselves into trouble. No, no, none of that. And um, why did we call a podcast? It was your idea, actually. And you're not normally backwards. You're not normally that forwards. You usually just go with the flow. Well, it's come to that time of year, hasn't it? Mm. Um, and I, it felt like a good idea when I mentioned. <laughs> no, it is because actually. I think that everybody's feeling it a bit this year. Um, we 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 did loads of lives, didn't we, during COVID lockdowns and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and now we're coming to winter. It's a bit of a bleak one this year in terms of we don't know, you know, how we're going to come out the other end. So I thought, why not cheer everybody up with a bit of Scott and Al Bants or Winter Bants, as we're calling it. Um, so we're going to do a few lives at various points over the winter, are we not? I think that's a sterling idea, and I think as well yeah. what I, I um I think from a from a scheduling point of view is that we we do the sort of the we talk together with someone and then we do an interview, um, and often there's other things that we want to slot in, and it, yes, it feels exactly. a bit shoehorned. So yeah, um, I know we in a don't often weeks, get the chance, do we? Yeah. So next week, if it all goes to plan, we've got someone to talk about care leavers and a, a really mm-hmm. interesting project that they're coming on to promote might be next week or the week after. So just things that we can't slot in and don't quite fit yeah. in with the rest of the scheduling. So yeah, that's all good, yeah. isn't it? That's so good. And hashtag winter bands with a Z. Winter bands with a Z. Because we're street, aren't we? We're down yeah, kids. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <clears throat> I certainly am not. But if you want to think you're in that box, then you think you're in that oh, box. Oh, I am. And that really nicely segues into the John Lewis advert. I think we've got to talk about mm. that because... Um, yeah, I think we do. Yeah, yeah. So, what do, I want to ask you first. What did you think? Right. So it, actually, I, um, we've got a work WhatsApp group, and it was um, mm. and someone pinged it in. Zippy pinged it in this morning, and um, and I yeah. thought, oh, I'm not. So I went out for a run or something, and I came back, and then and on everyone else had answered in and gone, oh, that's amazing, that's really good. And so I looked at it, mm. and I have to confess, right. So this is, I'd like to you to cast your mind back ten years to when I was only old as opposed to decrepit. I was forty one. I was a social work student. 
and I was in my final year placement and I was in a child, um, like a children who were uh, looked after or children in special guardianships team. And that was my little job for the summer, do my hundred day placement. Uh, and I got given, uh, I was allocated this little boy. He wasn't a little boy, he was about 12. So he's a really canny kid. He's a kid. He was right. So at the time I didn't quite get what was going on. Like now, like now I could really articulate some of the dysregulation, but generally a really good kid, but these moments that were a bit complicated for him. And it was really kind of wobbling the whole foster arrangement. And um, when they said, Oh, just go and be canny to him. And it was awful because there was no money and it was the beginning of austerity. This is a long story, but it makes sense in the end. Hopefully. And, um, and in the corner of the room was this kid's skateboard. Mm. Uh, and I went, Oh, I used to skateboard when I was a kid. And he went, oh. did you? And I went, yeah, I was rubbish at it, but he went, oh, let's go skateboarding. And we were meant to go out and do things. And there was just saying, there's no money to do anything. <laughs> so I, as a social work student with my man bag, I would go out and he would skate. Oh, no. Mostly it was 90% him, him skateboarding and me going, oh, tricks and that. And I knew, you know, I knew what we were talking about. I, I <laughs> but I, so I, and I, actually it, we really, me and this kid got a really good, we just had fun and we just talked about some of the complicated stuff in his life. Mm. It was, it, actually, it was really nice for him because but there was a real genuine sense of connection which i don't think i've ever had with a in a kind of a work context in the same way with another yeah. child and um, because it was about skateboard we just going out and having a laugh and we would talk about stuff and we would but it was like real because it was like oh he would do a trick that go oh, it's actually really really good and then i'd try and fall over and he'd laugh like a drain um and then i saw this this um this morning and i just i was like oh, oh choked up too soon mm. Too soon. Oh, I just thought it was fantastic. Just yeah. caught me off guard because I didn't know where it was going. And then it no. It, of... Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I mean, I got a message this morning on Messenger from one of my friends who used to work at John Lewis, actually. Um, oh. And uh, she yeah, has gone on. Your... Yeah, I know. I'm just dropping in. So, um, <clears throat> she um, has gone on to adopt two children, and we're very close. Well, we're very good friends. Don't know if we're very close, but very good friends. Um, anyway, um, and she said, oh, you've got to watch John Lewis advert, uh, this year's John Lewis advert. So that was, I literally had woken up. I was lying here, actually. I just lie here all day. That's all I do. Um, and then, mm -hmm. so before I did that, I went onto Twitter um, and I saw um, someone had messaged you, or you you posted about it, and then someone had messaged, going, hopefully you'll talk about this tonight on the podcast. And I thought, oh, Were you only just getting out of bed then? Yes. I don't I get up like, at five o'clock in the morning like you do, you fool. Five o'clock. That was like well, half past eight. I had a, I was on oh, my yeah, second breakfast. Yeah. No, five to nine I got up this morning. Lovely laying. Oh, oh snugly anyway. with my electric. Anyway. Um <laughs> so I thought, oh, I better watch it then. And I watched it and I was it was one of those like you, didn't know where it was going. But then at the end I just thought that is you know, I, I don't know. Words 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 kind of don't come to me in terms of how it made me feel um and what i loved was it's been worked on with people do you know what i mean so yeah. like sometimes they do these adverts and they're not really that well thought through are they um and you know um, gift gaff one <laughs> yeah well you know i was involved in sorting that one out um but yeah oh that was Scott nightmare, rolls his it? sleeves up Ooh. <laughs> oof oof that was a cracker that was anyway um so, yeah, so it was nice to see Who Cares Scotland and um, Action for Children were involved in the making of it. And I'm sure that, you know, well, I know there's been a few negatives, all right? Has and there? I, the, there has, yeah. But can I just say, 
that there's always going to be negatives about stuff like this. And it's not to detract from the main theme of the, the thing, because that that commercial will do more for fostering than any recruitment campaign oh. run by any local authority it's or any gorgeous. fostering agency or whatever. Right. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, it is showing the human side of a, a, a very delicate thing that people do in life. Mm. Um, but also, you know, I mean, obviously, it'd be nice if there was a series of these where we could see where that goes next. And if it was true to life, you know, that'd be, that'd be cracking, wouldn't that? That's blown my mind. The yeah. thought of them having three or four of them over the yeah. next but few weeks. I think for me, it's it's such a lovely, lovely, well thought through, well researched piece. Um, so you know, hats off and clap into everybody who who was involved in it because I, I I do genuinely believe that. Um, and the only reason I guess I I just noticed a couple of comments. Um, what are they saying? That, well, they've been posted, and and it's sadly it's the narrative of oh wait till the adoptive parents get their hands on this one making out that this making out that 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 um you know that, oh, those are the kinds of yeah exactly so i'm sorry it's an advert and it's going to do more for you know care experienced children or people than 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 any recruitment or any you know um there's yeah. there's lots in there right so um we were sent a link which perhaps i've just should... remembered i've just remembered we are live you know yeah, well, I know. Yeah. And people can see us. Yeah. Just, Hi, just, everybody. I've just, Hi. I've just totally remembered that. Not that any buggers watching. Uh, was, you just I, scratched I, I really, I was picking my nose. And all. <laughs> I thought you said you, I thought you were going to say you scratched your nuts. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh dearie me. Did we go to a place that we shouldn't no, be no. going to? Sorry. Um, so we got sent um, a link of John Lewis. And it's... Um, it's uh, a link to John Lewis's partnership website and it gives details about the um uh, one open for me anyway. Um it gives details around it, the kind of um premise around it and, and what it all means. So we might actually post that when we post this to podcast. Um Good it is on the old um Twitter machine. Um but you know, I, d- I did I did I had a little look, but um there's a couple of things I wanted to point out about it because I think it's really positive. Um, so Lem Sisse, he tweeted about it and he said, it's a historic moment. Thank you, John Lewis Retail from the bottom of my heart. You know, Lem is a very um, well-known care experienced person, isn't he? That um, does a lot of um, speaking and what have you. Lisa Cherry, somebody else who tweeted about it. Um, and she said, this is not an underwhelming about, there is nothing underwhelming about this ad from John Lewis and partners. Um, how to be adopted as well. Um, wow, almost didn't watch the end as we've been burnt so many times before by brands getting it wrong. Impressed with the ad and even more impressed with the level of commitment behind it all. This will surely benefit generations of hashtag CEP. Um, and the last one I was going to mention was Sophia Alexandra Hall um, has tweeted a thread um, about this because she's, an, um, she's a journalist who's care experienced. Um, and she goes into detail about everything that John Lewis Retail are doing to try and help people understand that this is just more than an advert. This is this is a, a proper campaign. It's embedded in their culture um, to the point where, similar to Timpsons, you know, they uh, so not similar to Timpsons in that respect. Timpsons um, like to um, give the opportunity to ex-offenders to go and work for them. Um, yeah. I'm not putting CEP as ex-offenders. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I know. We're not going to go there. 
no, I know. Before you all start writing in and complaining, um, but um, earlier this year, John Lewis announced that they are running pilot schemes to help care experienced people to gain skills and experience to set them up in their careers, in, in particular apprenticeship opportunities, um, and are doing things like a giving tree and a Santa's grow and stuff like that. So um, that was another, you know, that was a really useful kind of thread of things that they're doing. Um, and yeah, there's. Um, there was a couple of kind of ones about um, uh, how this may make birth families feel, which I I understand the premise behind that, but that's not what the advert's about, you know. Um, um, there was a couple well, of comments. Can I can I just pull you up on that one? And I totally yeah. get. I that. didn't. I, I think... didn't make them. I didn't make the comments. I'm just. I'm just. You know. I'm, on on Calm the down. thingy for Calm balance. Calm down, dear. Calm down, dear. Spit out, uh, love. But no, I think that absolutely. Um, and I think that yeah, absolutely, we've got to be mindful that for if there's 108 children, 108,000 children, then there's at least 50. Well, there's at least 108,000 parents yeah. out there. You know, we do the maths. Lots. Try to think. I'm gonna have to go away and think about that some. Um, the minimum amount of parents it could be, or the maximum amount. Um, yeah. Uh, the issue there is that, that there's nothing derogatory in, in the sense about parents it's not it's no commentary no. on why that child's in care and if yeah. you know anything about why child and children come into care th th there's a million reasons for every child there's a unique specific reason and you know yeah. I, I mean if people want to become a foster carer dm me we can sort that out uh, that's not that's real we can you know i work for an agency and we you know i can give you all the information the facts and information about becoming a foster carer but one of the key things is when we do recruitment is people say why do children come into care and you go, how long have you got? Yeah. Um, you know, from from the the very worst you can imagine to the most peculiar you can imagine. Um, mm. I, I'm looking online. Um, so I think, yeah, we've got to acknowledge that. But actually, in real terms, we we are in a, and we had Mark Owens on over the summer, and we, he was talking in relation to the the this really complicated system that we don't have the right carers in the right place at the right time. We need more carers. It's as simple mm. as that. And this yeah. will, like you said, it will do infinitely more than it any will. <coughs> Excuse me. roundabout yeah. sponsored by Well, exactly, yeah. And, for you. I genuinely not be negative about the commercial. I mean, but I have seen some people say, um, you know, that this is all lovely, but why would a retailer take, pick up what should be done by government? Um I can't remember who it was I saw earlier, but somebody had, um, the DFE had tweeted about it and somebody has said, um, and, and had said something about this is why you should become a foster carer. And somebody had tweeted, well, what, what is it you're trying to say? You know, that because foster carers, as we know, we've, you know, I'm, I'm seeing Sarah Anderson has commented. I'll wait to see what she's got to say. Um, yeah, but, um, but, you know, there's, so there's a, but on balance, look, it, it's yeah. It's for children and young people. It's not for uh, us. It's not for you know. It's not for. I, I guess it could be for foster carers, but it's it's an example of humanity. I guess at Christmas, and that's what you know. That's what's fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, I asked earlier if anybody had any experiences of doing stuff that they shouldn't have done to try and get you know thingy a child so, and, so you, you can know, ruin their careers yeah and and you know i did that i i play i had to play football for goodness sake when my kids were young <laughs> and it nearly killed me it literally nearly oh, killed please me. tell me there's a photograph of that you dressed no, as a goalie never no You're but the one thing that did nearly shin pads that, that did properly gloves. physically actually 
kill me was when um, the two older boys first moved in with their bikes and we decided to go down the BMX track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can laugh, right? If you could have seen my elbows when I came off the back of the BMX after trying to pull a wheelie. <laughs> it's like, I'm you? not joking. I was all the way down here. was literally the skin was removed. And for about three years afterwards, I could feel this bone moving on my elbow. So I'd obviously chipped a bone, which is healed or whatever. But anyway, yeah. So we've all done stuff that you know we wanted to we wanted to make few well, people feel like we could and you know all that sort of stuff. In my but, timeline, what someone was saying, you know, they they'd um they had a young person and they 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 taught themselves to sob so they could do something for the young person. And you go, people I mean it's what it's interesting because I was doing foster care training this week and then we would talk, we would do whatever. And um, we had this, even before we started, I was going, you know, are, are you parents or carers? Because actually you, for a lot of children, mm. foster carers fulfill the role of parents. They become yeah. you know, in that, in both in a physical sense, but in an emotional sense. Um, and they wouldn't necessarily couch it in those terms, you know, and I've got lots of, you know, I work with lots of children who, you know, have asked at a, a given moment, can I call your mum and dad? And that's, you know that you, you could. You, there's lots of reasons why that might be. So I'm not naive to believe this because mm. it's we're all living happily yeah. ever after. Yeah. But oftentimes, the, the children build incredibly strong relationships. Well, I've told you my. I think I've told you my tattoo story, haven't I, about the young person? No, well, I'm sure I have. So there was a young person, oh. um, and they were just about. It was their last looked after child review before they left care, and they were going on, and they lived with the family for quite a few years. And um, the it, so it was. Everyone was there, you know, the independent reviewing officer, the social worker, mm-hmm. the foster carer, and the young person. And the young person had a, a bandage around their wrist, and um, the social worker, and everyone was going, oh, are you okay? And he was going, oh, yeah, I'm fine, fine. And the foster carer was going, when you left this morning, you didn't have a bandage, but you've gone out and you've come back and you've got a bandage. And so it was this, and this conversation got all a bit awkward. In the end, this foster care was like whispering, going, I want to know what's under there. And um, and the young person was going, oh, I don't want to know. And it became a scene. And eventually they kind of go, like, we need to know what the, what on earth has gone on. Because he, yeah. he was only a few weeks over. And he'd had tattooed the surname of his foster carers on his wrist. Oh. Um, now, that's 10 years ago. And he is as part of their family as now 10 years later yeah. he's you know he's had a, he's married now he's got his own business actually mm. he's got children <clears throat> that are that are grandchildren to the foster care you know just an amazing yeah. story so uh, yeah i don't know how we got onto that but you know I no i don't know either but but i think yeah. overall john lewis good job i liked it you know people most the majority there's a few people who didn't like it that's fine you're entitled to your opinion but i think it's just uh one of those yeah it was a good one this year i liked yeah. it sarah Sarah Anderson unfortunately hasn't given us any answers. She just she obviously yeah, well, is over- she's in bed. To be fair, she said she was doing this from her bed tonight. Oh, that's fair enough. And um, I, I think I that, didn't ask. Yeah, I mean, I, my my repost probably would be that I think that sometimes people are a little bit naive to the how the world works. You know, that once you become so embedded in an issue that you mm-hmm. see, you know, like it, oh, what, what I'm saying, it, it. If you were to watch a television program about moving to Ireland, yeah. <laughs> Right, you'd look at it and go, "Oh, that's not real. That's not real. That's not real." Everyone else would go get a really genuine sense of what's happening, but you'd go, "Oh, well, that, that would never happen, and that would never happen." Uh, and you could become a naysayer, but actually, it would probably give a really for for, for the uh, casual observer, it would be a really good representation of it. Same with me mm-hmm. about any given issue, and you get that when you. Be, it's like I'm sure, like when Tris watches something about the railways, he'll go, oh, "Well, that would never happen." 
That would yeah, exactly. Oh, that would never happen. Oh, that's all <laughs> rubbish. That is, you know, obviously that diesel unit. Um, you know, that's a six ball game, yeah. unit, not a, you know, like it's like. Um, so, and I think that's. I'm sure he does. Happen. I switch off by the time he gets to that stage. Oh so, yeah, you, you know, slip yeah. into a coma. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and but that becomes the same with foster care is that people become like uh, that's why I don't watch things usually about it because yeah. I go, oh, I'm just. But they relate. The right tears. I think it's it's so easy to relate your own experience to it, isn't it? And, and if your experience hasn't been a great one, then you know yeah. th- that that's the way you're going to feel about it, and that's fine. Um, I guess it's just that narrative of oh, here we go again. You know, we're being portrayed as this or that, the next thing, but actually, that's not the majority's feelings. So we, you know, yeah. I say I say well done. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, yeah, well done. I watch it, and it makes me feel warm and fluffy. And if it makes you feel warm and fluffy. Whew, Cracked something exactly, up there. Exactly. My heart is yeah. dead. Dead. Mm-hmm. Killed it off. Um, Pretty much. So let me talk about a few other things. Um, we've got a few um, issues of news. Have we got news? <laughs> I don't know. Have we? <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, did you not want to comment on that? I'd seen a few comments on the Insta about the last on one. On the you Insta? Yeah. On the, no, I didn't see them on the old Insta. Wait a Someone minute. Someone sent you a direct message on the Insta and you replied to them. See, you no, that was comments. on. No, that was on Twitter. Oh, same difference. Isn't oh it? God, we're doing well, aren't we? Oh yeah. So a couple of yeah. So Jenny contacted us. Just just this is on the back of the John Lewis thing. Um, yeah. Social worker in the kinship care team. Also, she does ours. Out of our say, children's social work. Yeah. The, just hoping uh, that's has, not anonymous, and she didn't want that told. I just said Jenny. I didn't say her second name. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I don't just, think I wasn't a professional. Any social workers watching, by the way, just you need to get your registration done by the end of the month. Anyway, um, the go. John Lewis ad has a huge reach and could make many people think about fostering for the first time. Massive, massive shot of foster care. So anything to raise the profile is fantastic. Also, lovely to see the idea of a carer preparing so diligently for a child to arrive. Yeah, <laughs> breaking bones, <laughs> wrists, right. cracking nuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> may not be real- realistic given. See, there you go again. Uh, maybe. May not be realistic given the usual short time skills, but I think to show the yeah. stark reality we sometimes see would not work as well in a Christmas ad. Also, JL John Lewis used to let us use their community training room for free to kinship carers once a month in Beep area. So they do put their money where their mouth is. A store yeah. has now sadly been closed. Um, and somebody else um, will just say H as I'm out in people tonight and you don't like it. Um, she um, had a young person come and live with them and they had to make homemade cat biscuits from rice and tuna fish or oh. the cat refused to eat them but we had fun the house did stink of tuna for days so you know we all have to oh. do our own little bit don't we yeah that's, that's <sighs> above and beyond isn't it that is where yeah. and beyond um, yeah mm. we're trying desperately to cat we all there's a family if anyone wants cats we've got three cats and we don't want them um Oh, don't that be said, mean. Oh, well, that said, Mrs. Coates loves them, but is infuriated because mm-hmm. every time she sits down, they all go down, jump on her. Anyway, um, the Adoption Support Fund, there's been a bit of a hoo-ha. Well, shall we do a really brief note that we've got a new children's minister? Um, yeah. It's hard to build up any hint. <laughs> Simon about it. I wonder if yeah. she'll be going in the jungle. <clears throat> Maybe we could send her to the jungle. That would work. Um, Maybe in a week's time she'll be in. <laughs> yeah, Claire Coutinho. 
Is that pronounce it Coutinho? Yeah, Coutinho. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly, uh, having done a bit of digging around, um, the last you know, I have no idea who the last one was because I, I googled just to double check. I googled it. I said, "Who was who was the children's minister?" And Google like literally had a break, a psychological, emotional breakdown. Going, I just don't know anymore. Um, and it came up with three. So uh, the last one was Brendan Clarksmith. No, the last one was Kelly Tallhurst, then Brendan Clarksmith, then Will Quince, and then Kemi Badenkock, Badenock, and then so we're just on this route, this absolute treadmill of, of ministers. But what um, my little person on the inside said to me was the interesting thing is that the the, the last two, uh, Clark Smith and Tallhurst, um, mm. had a sort of a a dual role that they were covering uh, children and f- sort of children and ch- schools. There was a schools part of the remit um, and sort of just being assured that this um, Claire Coutinho, Coutinho. Yeah. Um, is going to be much more like Will Quince. So. Um, right. Okay. Shall we try and get her on? Uh, please. No. Okay. <coughs> I'm glad we had that conversation. Team talk. Well, I say they um, keep leaving. I mean, they don't keep leaving, but you know, certainly. Yeah, it seems absolutely pointless. And um, what I'd really like to do is, I'd li- and we're working on getting the shadow minister on, aren't we, Scott? Uh, yes, we are. Negotiations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can I just can I just go back to John Lewis advert just for one second because um, whilst we've been um, on air on air, um, <laughs> I've had a tweet, um, and this comes out um, of tweets earlier that. I had a conversation. Now, we tweeted twice today from the ANF podcast. The first one was about the advert and saying how we were going to discuss it and what was um, people who had um, made kind of life-changing things to, you know, to mm-hmm. welcome a child or a young person. The second was, was um, looking at reflect, reflecting on some of the tweets that we'd seen, I'd seen today or we'd seen today, um, that, you know, the not everybody thought that the advert was a good idea. So just to say that, that you know, in, for balance as we always do, we listen to everybody and we like to try and share some of those voices. So I just want to make that very clear because we've just had a tweet about our second tweet saying it was a negative way to open a conversation. Um, yes, it probably was, but our first tweet was a bit more positive. So on balance, I'm, I just wanted to make that very clear because we're not negative people, but we do like to listen to the, the you know, the, the kind of consensus and stuff. And well, we've talked about it now, um, but I just wanted to, to say that out loud. Ooh, I think you were, you're quite defensive there, weren't you? No, I'm not defensive <clears throat> at all. I just thought I could either tweet back or I could say it publicly. So I've said it publicly. So there, there you go. Out and about. No, I think yeah. that that's fair enough. And yeah. to be honest with you, I think that if you're anything like me, I don't always have my best first thoughts. I just put out what I think. And then you can't edit Twitter. Well, apparently no, you, you might can't. be able to. Oh, well, if you pay £6 oh. a month or whatever it is, yeah. And you get a blue tick and all. Should we have a team talk? Um, no, about that, God, I couldn't. I so couldn't. We should invest six pounds in seven pounds ninety nine or six pounds. We could do it for the podcast. We could do it for the podcast. Do we think? But we'll then have we'd to have to earn that money every month, wouldn't we? And that's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that, so the the um, Claire Coutinho. Yeah, sorry, I distracted you from that. Yeah, you did. So she's gone, but she's got the new remit. She's got the Will Quinn's remit. We've got um, we've got um, the Shadow Minister. Hopefully, we're in negotiations to get her on because I think it'd be really interesting. Let, and don't want to draw you on the rocks of politics, but it's likely we're going to get... I can't imagine the Conservatives winning next time, but we've all said that uh, before. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, M- maybe the loony raven, what's-his-names, might get in instead. 
But yeah, the, the screaming lords <laughs> might do a better job. Better. <laughs> he might do a better job. And um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about <laughs> today is, um, yeah, please quickly moving on before we get ourselves um, censored or something. Um, is I'd like to talk about the adoption support fund because I Whoa. think what is really interesting here is, uh, I mean, it's the it's the issue, right? So, firstly, um, I, I don't know whether I told you this. I should tell. I should talk to you more often, shouldn't I? And um, we quite often will get people get in touch with us about coming on the podcast and and things like National Adoption Month, which is in the US. Um, I think that a publicist in the US kind of goes, hey, look, this is a podcast to yeah. get my mm. person on. And so they come and say, hey, we are in South South California. Can we come on? And you go, do you really want to come on here? We're like, this is North London. This is Northumberland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just- and this is this is the West Coast of Ireland. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so we have got someone coming up soon. Um, but that's for a slightly different reason, isn't it? That's about older adoptions. We want, we thought they were interesting. Um mm. And but family futures are going to come on, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's really interesting <laughs> in relation to um, when we talk about the adoption support fund. We talk about costs. I think they're probably mm. considered, and I, I don't think anyone will see this as a controversial statement. They seem no. to be expensive. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think their yeah. their service is quite robust, but it's it's quite expensive from what I. What I hear, no, I've never been involved in them. I don't know about yeah. you. I've never had anything to do with them, personally or professionally, actually. Um, but I know that yeah. their previous CEO recently retired and they've got a new one. So, you know, yeah. things are uh, things are changing, aren't they? Yeah, but I also think they've got a reputation for being sort of a gold standard as mm. well. So yeah. there's an element yeah. of you get what you pay for. I think yeah. that's maybe some of the narrative around this. So I just mm. so they're going to come on. I think it's really interesting, especially set in the context of um, a consultation that the adoption support that the Department for Education have put around about the adoption support fund. So I'm going to read it a bit here. So bear with yeah. me. My re- my public reading is not what it should be. So this is a consultation on the cost framework, a national cost framework, um, and this is for. This was given to us as part of the adopter reference group, and I asked if this could be shared, and they said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, and it was shared too late for me to actually post it and get consultations back because it was meant to close uh, Tuesday. Um, I took me, I, I tried. It took a week for me to get confirmation. It was like 30 seconds before, and I was at work, and I couldn't get it put out. So the background. Since the Adoption Support Fund began in 2015, over £270 million pounds worth of funding has supported over 40,000 children, young people, and their families. Many have received ongoing support through the fund. Independent evaluation and feedback from the sector show it is giving having a positive impact on the lives of adopted and eligible SGO families, special guardianship families. However, the demand for the, the fund continues to increase. And I think that it doesn't say it here, but my understanding is that the, the projections are that it that there's more people getting money out of the fund than there is money. Basically, yes, that is that. That is the concern. Yeah. I don't think it's going to dry up. I'm not saying it's that's not. I don't want to start like a panic or a run on the fund. <laughs> People like phoning up tomorrow, going, "I want my money," um, before it runs out. That's not what's happening. But that is initially why the the cap was put in place, wasn't it? Yes, do you recall? Yeah, I do. Yeah, which caused it at quite a bit of controversy at the time. But you know, it was it was either that or. It, you know, it ran out, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And if I feel I can be as honest in a way that I don't necessarily wouldn't have done five years ago if we were talking about this, is that there were some families who were receiving 
tens of thousands of pounds mm. in therapy but the va- and that was a very small number of families across the entire country and yep. there was a few very and, but there was a lot of families the the overwhelming majority of families were getting access to support under the fair access limit yeah and mm-hmm. that's why the, the fair access limit wasn't like a, oh well half will get it and half won't it was like 98 percent of people you know that's a random number i've just picked 98 yeah, yeah. the vast majority are going to are going to come into the fair access limit which is two and a half thousand pounds for assessment and five thousand pounds um mm-hmm. So the crux of it is that they're looking at from the proposal is that the department proposes to induce a national cost framework that sets out the cost that can be claimed for and the rates that the ASF will fund. Our aim is to induce the framework in two phases. April 2023, we propose to set limits on non-direct therapy costs. Hmm, What's non-direct therapy? Yeah, what is that? I thought it was a therapeutic fund, so... Um, That may be... Non-direct... Travel, yeah. Um, so they're talking about taking things on Zoom. Non-direct to me says not hands-on. Is that all right? Actually, no. I've got a definition. Non-direct. Oh, oh okay. I just read on. We should ask. We should imagine that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, costs which are incurred separately from the direct delivery of support to children right. and families. So that okay. could be administrative time, case management, um practitioner supervision preparation planning reading liaison professional meetings uh, clinical supervision report writing travel costs venue hire materials other so that's the first thing is they're going to say we we're going to give you a set rate for that you can't you know you can't say it costs you know me and scott are meeting it costs us a thousand pounds yeah (laughs) right so you can't set your own cost for that they're just going to say this is how much yeah like an hourly rate for professional meetings i guess they're going to look at that and average it out i don't know well, I think that's what they're trying to find is to get a, an amount. Because, again, if you're in central London, the hiring of a room may mm. not be the same as it is in um, rural Northumberland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, may not be. Um, Never know. The, so April 23. So also then clarify perimeters for funding special assessments. So that looks like they're just sort of tightening up some of their admin but then from april 24 they propose to extend the framework to include maximum hourly rates for therapeutic support and maximum hourly rates for therapists delivering specialist assessments that's where the rubber's going to hit the road isn't it Mm. if you're a you know if you're trained up to the wazoo and you're a national expert on something they go uh, you're getting 30 quid an hour no more no less yeah what do you think? Oh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because the business model, and I say business model as in how the ASF is funded, <clears throat> there's always been that discussion about how, you know, it, so the ASF pilot was 10 local authorities, wasn't it? <clears throat> to begin with. Yeah. In 2015. And as the discussions that I was involved in, in certainly when I was at Adoption UK and as an independent kind of person with the DFA was always about how they would fund it longer term. And it just seems to me that not a lot of work has gone into how it should be funded. And all we're doing is kind of capping it again and capping it again and capping it again and reducing this and reducing that and reducing the next thing. Now, don't get me wrong. The biggest worry about when the ASF came out was about inflated costs. Um, so people seen it as a cash cow. And I, when I say people, I mean suppliers. 
And yeah. not I'm not saying that every, all the suppliers did that, but there were a few suppliers who did do that. Um, and it's very naughty of them to do that because what they've done now is they've kind of, you know, we're, we're trying to squeeze so much more out of a quid, which we're all trying to do at the minute, let's face it. Um, so for me, I think that the DFE um, haven't done enough in terms of being able to fund it differently. Um, and that's the biggest issue. Um, so we can yeah. go on squeezing it for all it's worth. I'm lucky I, you know, I don't get to use it anymore. Um, and when I say lucky, that means I don't have to worry about it for my family. Um, you know, we have yeah. to fund our own stuff. Um, but for those that depend on it, that's it. And, and a lot of people worried when the FAL came in, the fair access limit, um, because, you know, there were families I know of who were way over five grand. Um, per annum and yeah. you know how are they going to how are they going to keep on going i'm grateful to see one a lot of those families did manage to get access to the the, the support they needed and, and are thriving or or surviving yeah. <laughs> um but to me it is a big thing that the and i i don't think this government has helped either i'm going to just be blatant about that i don't think they've helped in terms of being able to fund it differently it. um and you know what can you do civil servants are having to run around scratching their backsides trying to fill everybody in on what's happening because of the change of you know this one that one the next thing at mm -hmm. the minute um and the asf whilst this has probably been in the pipeline for a while yeah again you know we're we're <laughs> yeah no i think i agree with all of that really and i mean I, i'm just as you're talking i'm thinking to myself um how much do I say about the stuff that the conversations I was part of? And I think you were probably part of some of them because the expert advisory group, which I was part of, then morphed into the group that you became part of. Yeah. Um, and we know that, that some families were getting significantly large amounts of money. What felt like, uh, what was hard not to think of as profiteering. Mm -hmm. So yep. when a family gets, to my mind, when, the minute a family reaches a point of they've had a therapeutic input that reaches the, the cost of £40,000 per year, my mm -hmm. first thought is you can you can give that you could give £40,000 to a family, just give them £40,000, and I'm sure yeah. you would get the same results. <laughs> just write yeah. them a check. You would get if not improved, they, if not improved results, you know, as long as yeah. they could, as long as they could prove what they'd spent on, right? A little bit when yeah. you know, yeah. when but some people have a church child placed and they get a, a grant from the local authority, as an example, to buy. I don't know, uh, I mean, I'm sure that's fairly slim these days that you get these things, but back in our day, we used to get yeah, maybe, okay. uh, you know, our washing machine was on the way out and you'd get a new washing machine or you know, something like that. Cool, blimey, yeah. I do feel I feel old saying that because I bet that doesn't happen at all these days. You'll, get, you'll get a 10 pound uh, Argos, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> as long as you can, as long as you can prove what you're spent on and, and justify yeah. the get expense. Receipts then I'm sure that a lot of families would actually do better going and finding their own thing. And maybe that is, you know, the way it should have been done. But like I say, I just have this big Shop thing around. about those discussions about we need to fund this differently. How are we going to fund it to make sure that it stays forever? Now, don't get me wrong. Every year we see an increase in the, in the ASF, but it's still not guaranteed long term. It's not, it's not written in anywhere oh. that it has to be there for all families um, well, and SGOs. Yeah, and I think the so we I can't the, because the spending reviews got reduced to a year on year, didn't they? Yeah. So I think the last proper like this is going to be three years spending review. I remember sitting in a meeting and so 
this makes me sound like I'm connected. I'm not or sitting in a meeting and thinking we need to make a really valid case for the sustainability of the fund and that we need to, that local authorities need to be able to firstly, that there's got to be this transfer because you can't just keep having this pot of money. And if we're honest, um, so we're in a context where the government are talking about austerity, austerity mark two. Um, They're looking to cut money out of somewhere. Uh, If we think about adoption in terms of the care review, I think that adoption's fallen off the radar. Yeah, I, I cannot, I cannot, in good faith, say that I see the ASF continuing beyond the the end of the next spending review. Yeah, and that's not me being a pessimist. No, no, no. That's me just being a real pragmatist, and them going, actually, we need money for special guardians because that's where we're yeah. putting our energy. Yeah, and we will, be, and, and it'll be a flipping of that narrative where it's the <coughs> adoption support fund, and the guardians can have it. It'll be the guardian mm. support fund, and maybe the adopters can jump in on it. Yeah, well, you know, and 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 also think about another thing here. Okay, <coughs> excuse me, no, oh, adoption support it, fund. Uh, is, honestly, coughing yeah, down the mic me. is a terrible. Shush, I know, but you tell me not to mute, so I don't mute. I beg. Please, please excuse me, dear listeners and, and viewers, if there's anybody actually watching this piffle. But anyway, uh, um, the other thing is, this is a, the ASF is only available in England, and yeah, it's run by the Department for Education, um, which has influence over all four nations in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not financially, but certainly there's there's things that go back and forward, I'm sure. If it was such a great idea, why didn't Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland pick up on the Adoption Support Fund and say, yeah, we need to do that? Right? I know they've all got their different kind of models of support and, and funding and stuff like that. But if it was such a great idea, then why isn't it in all four nations? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an MP for the, for the UK government, not just for the English government that has kind of, you know, driven this forward or kept us going or funded it or whatever. But there's other nations in, involved in, in, yeah. in adoption. So if it was that great idea, it would have been... A, excuse the pun, adopted. adopted within the other ones. But it wasn't. See what did there. And um, they've looked at I... different... Yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I'm going to draw us to some um, comments um, mm. Ooh, uh, that some. have been put. First, uh, Rosemary. Um, so it's two words, not Rosemary. It's not me saying Rosemary badly. It's Rosemary. It probably uh, is known in you. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. Um, she said, firstly, she said, I'm amazed that um, packages come to £5,000, uh, which I get. Um, but then later on, she says, um, what will replace the adoption support fund? The dependency is unreal in my experience. And I think that's legitimate, which it links into Vicky McEwen, friend of the show. And my focus on who is a practitioner. And I would, if you, you know, I've sent people to Vicky because Vicky is the real deal. You know, Ricky. Yeah. And when I say the real deal, what I mean is she's one of those practitioners that you, she's not like saying, hey, let's book in 400 sessions and see how it goes. It's mm. like, <laughs> let, it's, let's. Let's, let's do what we can to try and resolve whatever the immediate issue is. And yeah. if it's, and then it's very, hey, it's fixed, move on. Or no, oh, we've come up with yeah. it. So, yeah. So or, so, or please do not come back ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, you know, I've put your name in the window because you haven't paid your bill. Uh, that's <laughs> anyway, that's my family's experience. And um, so my, she says, my focus is always the child. And I try to make the, the child family get as many sessions as possible at the SF. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that sole practitioners are very different to some of mm. them. Uh, can I speak ill of that after adoption? You could do really like they don't exist anymore, do they? Exactly. Um, but, you know, knowing that in some of the early days that people were being, um, you know, that the travel costs were being mm. charged at the same as therapy costs. Oh, okay. 
Oh, for the time. For the time. So if you if right. you had an hour, if like if I came to your house, I travel an hour, I do an hour mm. session, I travel an hour. You're getting charged yeah. three hours of therapy time. Oh, that's I'm with you. Yeah, that's, that's profit gouging. You know, there's no other way. Around. And I'm I'm I've maybe spoken out of turn about adop- after adoption. So if there are people listening and they want to send a stern email to me, that's fine. Um, and I'm, I admit that I may be wrong about that being after adoption. But there were some national organisations I know were doing that. And I'm mm. not going to pretend it was. There weren't national organisations. I'm so Ooh. grateful that we weren't providing ASF support at Adoption UK when this is happening. Or, or as a podcast. <laughs> or as a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another, uh, another, uh, yeah, another one there. So worrying when uh, this is from a woman, Rachel Dickinson. This is on Facebook, by the way. So if you want to join, yeah. go along, join our Facebook page. We're going, I thought we'd struggle to fill 20 minutes, but honestly, we're on a roll here. Um, uh, we had therapeutic input um, through the adoption matters and and people got the most of their sessions. So I think the small charity is doing really well. Um, yeah. But people with a six and a three-year-old thinking, crikey, they got... Yeah, well, what's the future going to hold? Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, yeah, I totally get that as well. And I, I genuinely do. Um, being where we are in our kind of adoption journey, I'm surprised we've managed to actually keep everybody alive at this stage and we haven't used much in terms of you know we did use the asf when it first came out which was really useful um but you know other things have helped as well and i think i think we as as parents and carers we could be quite um i see us see ourselves as almost like little badgers kind of you know trying to seek out what it is that we can to, to be able to do things and to help ourselves. And, so much sense of your haircut. Yeah. My haircut. I've not had my haircut. She could get like a badger. Anyway, black um, so anyway, Sarah Anderson at Foster Wiki, she did make right. one comment and she put, not many people have time to learn to skateboard for our child's place. We were lucky if we managed to mad dash right to Tesco's. Now, Sarah, I love you. I really do. But I think the whole point of it was that there were first time carers I don't, you know, that was that was the impression I got anyway. I'm I'm not mad at you for saying that because I get it. And yes, you're probably right. And you've you've you know you fostered more people than I did because I ended up adopting them. Oh, you, so, you know. Um, another comment from Sarah, and I think this is probably a bit more legitimate that um uh, that um, she had championed the idea behind the the advert and support the yeah. recruitment, but only some. But will we know actually have if it's had any impact? Um, yeah. The timing, a child's not just for Christmas. Uh, if if I, I'll be honest, right? Because I'm a man on the edge this week. Um, I think you've been a little bit curmudgeonly, Sarah, and I I think I can say that. I think I know Sarah well enough that she will be on the phone in about twenty minutes. Yeah, she will. Yeah, she'll be texting. Um, you. So, but I, I think that that I think that maybe reflects our that. I can't believe I said that, and it's gone out live. I can't, I can't believe you said it either. Like normally, come on. I mean, that's what I mean. We love Sarah to bits, and she's always full oh. of bounce. But but she does go to bed at eight o'clock, so she's commenting after a bedtime. So oh, that she might. Everything. I, yeah, exactly. So let's just um, you know, let's just give it. Uh, yeah, oh, five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> oh, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna ring me. Oh, I love it. She's I can't on feel it. my legs. I can't feel my legs. Um, no, the regular. In, in all seriousness, Sarah, um, I think I was right, actually. You are a bit of it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to come. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, she's in bed. So, yeah. Um, so th- yeah. Um, uh, good Rosemary, chat, 
Yeah, Rosemary, last comment, I think, is that the Adoption Support Fund is taking away skills and support from the local adoption support. Mm. Now, I would like to go back to the very first pilot, which would have been 2014. So I was... Yeah. Oh, you were a lad. Back when you were a lad. I was young and happy. So as part of the expert advisory group, we would get data back um, off the 10 pilots, Mm. and we would see what people were spending money on, what they were doing with it, how they were accessing it. Um, and what was really interesting, the Northeast, I used to have cows every week, every quarter going, my local adoption agency just literally hasn't done anything. I remember but that. I do remember that as well. We yeah. had those conversations and not on the mm-hmm. podcast. The interesting thing, though, where was that one adoption, before it was one adoption, so it was Yorkshire, I can't remember. It was Yorkshire yeah, split, Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah, Leeds, Leeds yeah. and all that. Yeah. They used the fund so creatively to upskill mm. They, rather than paying for paying for yes. their therapists, they went out and they said, can we have some money to, we want to use yeah. the ASF to train up half a dozen yeah. play therapists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we've got that forever. So it's like, give a man a fish and he'll eat for Exactly, day. yeah. Give the, yeah. the adoption yeah. support fund and he'll have therapy for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the yeah. photo. Cool. And, and uh, I think that's right. That's the way maybe it should have been rolled out was to say, upskill your staff. But, you know, just be able to prove how that's how you spend the money. <clears throat> and then it's going to benefit your families. And if I'm going to draw, then I'm going to draw a link between the previous um, government strategy that ended in 2020 for adoption that had three pillars. One was support, recruit, one was recruitment, one was training the staff. Mm. And that was in the new, the latest one, the one that just got dropped out the sky by the magic policy fairies. Yeah that element of staff training was removed, which I think mm-hmm. speaks volumes. Which you always talk the, about as well. You always talk I about do. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you send numpties out of people's houses, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> shouldn't oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Well, you are one of them numpties if you're going to say uh, that. <laughs> chief numpty amongst the numpties. There you go. Everybody, anybody who was offended, I've offended them back. Right. Um, can we move on a little bit? Rachel, again, as for the John Lewis advert, it's absolutely all I've seen talked about today. So that can only be a good thing. And their long-term commitments they have advertised can only be a positive. The state this country is in right now. Yeah. Rachel saying as as well. And I'll just go back to what Sarah was saying. I don't think the whole point of the John Lewis advert was for recruitment of, of foster carers. I think it was a, a more of an awareness tool and an yeah. awareness campaign to say that the, these children go through this and, and working with with um, the uh, Who Cares Scotland. And so I don't think it was about recruitment. I get your point, so Rachel, you're, you're so right. Um, and yeah, um, but I just, yeah, just going back this, to Sarah's point. I can't believe after an hour we've still got this many people watching. Um, normally it's down to my mother. Um, yeah, and even then, she only has on the background while she's watching Corey. Oh, she? Yeah, so. she, yeah, she makes the dog listen to it. Bless her. Um, uh, Scott, we've got, uh, I think the... When we first thought about doing this, we thought, hey, let's do it as a real a, a ruse to get people to come along to our adoption offering <laughs> yes, conference. Um, but honestly, at this point in the evening, just come yeah. if you want to come and don't if you don't want to. Exactly. Is it? All we'd say is it's on the 25th of November. It's half past, well, whatever time it is. I think it's half nine till half two. Um, we've yeah. got five great speakers. Um, I'm not, well, I could draw Sarah Joel, Beth Neal. Stop, stop, stop. No, I'm doing it really quickly. No, do do it a little. Sarah Johal, who is the uh, strategic lead lead for the regional adoption agencies. Boom. 
Beth Neal, who is a researcher and professor at the University of East Anglia. Uh, world expert. World expert, yeah. And world. I would say friend of the show. Whole world. Friend of the show. If he likes to put us in our place, likes to, yeah, she's she's funny. Okay, can I move on now? Yeah, please do. Angela Fraserwicks, who is chair of the Family Rights Group, a birth mom, a mum generally, anyway, um, (laughs) and a campaigner. And no, no, I just mean like you know we say birth mum, she's a mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not stupid. Well, (laughs) debatable. Um, (laughs) Maybe after tonight's podcast. The amazing Don Harker is back again. Hey. And now she is a real friend of the show. She just, she's like, she's show. on a yo-yo string. She just keeps on coming back to us. Um, <laughs> this is the second time that um, she've, she's done a conference. She did her first yeah. one, didn't she? Um, yeah, yeah. Now she's an adopted adult and she's also a trainee social worker. And then we God have, yeah, then we have Lady Coots of Northumberlandia. Uh, Mrs. Coots. Mrs. Coates, um, once that leash is off, she's off. Um, and uh, oh. as an adoptive mother to six and to three grand, three grand bairns, three grand bairns? Yeah, grand bairns. Yeah, um, she, so she's going to be giving us the adoptive perspective as well. It's 15 quid, folks, for crying out loud, 15 quid. Come on. I know I know things are hard, but, you know. Um, and uh, you can book it by going to noportrestraining.org. And lastly... If yes. you're care experienced or an adopted person who's of legal age to be able to access the conference, we're talking over 18 here. Um, if you want to come along and you haven't bought a ticket, then DM us and we will send you a discount code for you to get 100% off. Um, I'm yeah. genuinely surprised by you saying that because we we had discussed it and you, you were being curmudgeonly and I was being... And, and you've just went Part of the night, commercially. Uh, well, you, you just arbitrarily said that, so that's great. That's great well, that you come because, down to my way of thinking. Yeah, but I didn't, I was thinking it anyway. It's just <laughs> that you asked, and I'm like, no, because I'll decide when we go out. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Haven't been able to make too many decisions this year. So Scott is back, Goatsy. So, you know. Oh, I have to say, um, it's been an absolute laugh the last two weeks because I think you went on, you came back, you, you were like a, you were fired like a cannon from your cruise. You came out and you've been on fire. I've been getting emails at like before 10 o'clock in the morning, which is just amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, Instead of just grunts. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting pithy, witty, sarky comments on Facebook. It's just great. Loving it. Absolutely loving yeah, it. Good. I, think my, I think my mojo has come back a little bit. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I've got to turn this into a podcast for the morning. Um, you do. Congratulations. I, um, I'm in London now. I'm back home to up north tomorrow so that's great mm. looking forward to seeing the bands uh, and pottering on i've got some i've got yeah. some really interesting stuff i wanted i like to talk about some news some some work i'm doing which is really interesting um now i'm also a, i'm a lecturer <laughs> yeah no i i'm sorry but that's like some of us have the joke the day that happened <laughs> it's just but is it going to have an impact on the conference? That's what I want to know. No, not at all. No, see? Not at all. So not interested. Excellent. Hey, well, look after yourself, Scott. Lecturer. Oh, God. <laughs> the thought of you teaching anybody. Oh, my God. Oh. It's, it is genuinely terrifying, isn't it? Training, it is. yes. Teaching, no. It's a, it's a definite step in the right direction, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, yeah. Right, uh, I'm going to I'm going to say love you and leave you. Uh, yeah. Absolute star, uh, awesome podcast. And um, remember, don't drink poison. 
No, anchovy. Bon Jovi. Tell you right now, Sarah, it's going to rip your new a hole, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I was thinking it.